Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast. The official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Gabriel Bringers. Good day. <laughs> Dramatic pause. Are we want, joined by him? I don't know. Is Gabe, I am is, here. Is Gabe here or is he not here? He's here. Uh, I'm looking at this MSI laptop that's pretty beasty. It's like a $1,400 laptop and can get it for $300, and I still can't convince myself that there's any reason to buy it. <laughs> Games, baby. Amen, bro. Uh, I have Stadia for that. That's right. That's yeah, right. We'll maybe talk about that later. <laughs> oh, wow. Jeez, Jeez Louise. We haven't even gotten to Robbie Payne yet, and he's chiming it in. Oh, okay. It's been a long day already, man. <laughs> been going at it. We have been uh, been, been yeah, going. This, this day is, is backwards, it's, that it's is been, for it's, sure. It's been, a, it's been a day. But that other voice you're hearing is uh, our, our, good, our good friend, Robert Payne. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I had to also give a pause. Yeah. Dramatic, aka Mr. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> he is Mr. Anderson for one company that makes deliveries to our office. We won't name that said company. Don't, don't bust me out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long story, folks. We won't get into it today. But uh, I want to start off uh, by reminding everyone of the giveaway that we have running currently. It's been a thing where we just have giveaways pretty much going all the time, which is awesome. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but the 100th episode giveaways, so this is our our 101 episode. Last week was our 100th, and we're giving away a Lenovo Smart Clock Essential and a Nest Mini. And there's, there's uh, yeah, it's all up and running on the site. We'll make sure to link it. If you go, go just click on podcast and then click on 100th. Is this how much stuff we're giving away? What did we ship out today? What were those? Uh, today, today we put in the mail the winning entries for our 
my passport oh, from oh, right. yeah, WD. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Let's see, well, that's hard why we, drives. We give so much stuff away. Joe just said, "Here, take these to the yeah. post office." Yeah, we're not done. Out. There's it's, more. There's, there's, a, there's more. A, there's a box <laughs> by Robbie's desk right now. That's yeah. There's slated to give it away. There's a there's a lot of giveaways, and cool I love stuff. that. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'm stoked on that. I, I we're we're in the talks of a website redesign, and I would love for there to be almost like a little static sidebar. You know, current uh, giveaway. Yeah, and it's really cool because, like, when we started the blog five years ago in its current state of existence, uh, we kind of avoided giveaways because at that point in time, we were just getting into this thing and we wanted to grow the site because people were excited about Chrome OS the same way that we are. Uh, So we never wanted to come across as disingenuine, like, hey, read our site and you can win free stuff. So we kind of steered clear of that. And now, we're at a place where, you know, we have a lot of stuff that comes in and we have the ability now to go out and grab some swag and stuff just as a, as a way to say thank you yeah, for, for sure. everyone that, that does what they do to help make Chrome Unbox what it is. Well, it's, and, it's and really cool. yeah, that, that, and, and also working with cool partners like Western yes, Digital who absolutely. said, uh, uh, it was, it was actually really interesting. I mean, shout out to, uh, I don't know exactly how you say it. Techfluence, I guess, is, is what it, you yeah, would call I think it. That's how you pronounce um, it. So, a company that we've worked with a little bit for a couple of sponsorship YouTube sponsorships. Well, we were in discussion with them about just doing a standard kind of ad spot that you all might have seen on a video. That was a while ago, but we we put out that video and. I guess it was successful enough that, that they were interested in doing something else and they just kind of worked with us to brainstorm an idea and we kind of ended up settling on this whole works with Chromebook um, concept. And as part of that, you know, they sent us, they, they just, we were sitting, we were sitting in the office and we were like, uh, here's a package for Joe. And I was like, what in the world? I didn't order anything. And we opened it up and it was some hard drives from, from Western Digital and they, they have, you know, they are works with Chromebook certified. And so we took that and some other accessories and did that video. And as part of that, we did a giveaway. So I, I have, I've told the guys, and this is something I want to continue doing anytime we have like sponsorships like that on, uh, on YouTube, tying a giveaway to those is always fun to me. Like, you know, it's like, it's like this video is sponsored, but as part of that sponsorship, like you're going to get a chance to win something, right? right. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, at the end of the day, like ads are ads and, and, you know, the sponsorship stuff that we do, we try to obviously um, promote brands and, and services that we genuinely believe in and, and want to promote. But at the end of the day, like, you know, there's still, there's still promotion. So it's like, Hey, if, right. we, if we could throw in something on top of it and do a giveaway tied to it, why not? Uh, but there's uh yeah, there's some more stuff coming. We can't say yet, but just Not yet. stay tuned. It's going to be fun. It's going to be some fun stuff. But go get entered to win the 100th uh, episode of the Chromecast giveaway. And we talked about this last week. Like, just awesome that we've done now 101 episodes. This is the 100, 101st. 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 And it's, uh, we genuinely enjoy sitting down and doing this podcast. Like, I look forward to it. Today's been a little crazy because this week has just been a little crazy, and we're we are uh, sitting down to record later than normal, but we're here, and it's like once we get settled in, and once we press record, it, it, maybe it's just me, but it's we're like live. it's yeah. like you just kind of get settled in. It's like it doesn't matter. Hey, we're doing it at three o'clock. Who cares? Yeah. Let's roll. It's like <laughs> that. It's like that for me with YouTube too. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, like you can, have like a little bit uh, of anxiety or yeah, like. Like the anxiety stuff is mostly gone for me now after enough of them. You know, you, your body just learns how to deal with that stuff. But I still get a little moist. It's <laughs> <laughs> I just sweat. like Armpit yeah, sweat. I'm not nervous. Like I, I'm comfortable behind the camera, but I just get, I just get sweaty. 
there's an anxiety that comes with it. I, I don't. It's hard to. It's explain. like not even. If you've never, it's like subconscious. Yeah, if you've never gotten in front of lights. a camera, yeah, and, and having to say certain stuff without skipping a beat or making sure you don't misspeak or Saying whatever, ums like, or uh, whatever, or like, yeah, or, it, yeah. it creates a certain level of anxiety. Uh, if it's you've weird. never experienced it, it's great. <laughs> I honestly, I felt like that at first, but it's it it, it is it that that brings up a good point though. Like for people that do have that sort of anxiety. Um, when it comes to like getting in front of the camera, and I would say most people do that or, or a podcast or any sort of creative endeavor. Like you can tell yourself, you can convince yourself all the time. Well, I just need this one other thing, or I just need to do this one other thing to keep putting it off. Right. Because you're oh, nervous yeah. about doing it. Mm. Yep. And you know, it's like, Guilty. just do it. Yeah. Like yep. just do it and, and try it. And it, maybe it won't be exactly perfect at first. But you're gonna you're gonna try it. And you're gonna put yourself out there, and that's what's most important. Yeah, because so, cool. like me, I haven't done nearly as many as Robbie has, but I, you know, I still get nerves about it, and and have experienced what Joe was talking about. But now, compared to the first one I did, which was, gosh, the Lenovo N twenty two. I don't. know. It was the original Flex. Uh, oh yeah. AEDU yep. device. Yeah. I thought yeah. I was going to die. Yeah. Like seriously. It's, it's, and it's, and it's funny because like I, I, I joke with my daughter cause she sits in her room with her tablet and makes air quote makeup videos. She'll sit there Dude, and do that's yeah, cool. yeah. And she'll record 30 minutes of herself talking to the camera. And she sounds like any of these YouTubers who knows exactly what she's talking about. Dude. Love her to death. She ain't got a clue what she's talking about, but she's so <laughs> confident. But the it's minute good. I whip my phone out and say, Hey honey, let me record you. Uh, shuts down, Isn't clams up. Yeah, it's 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 funny. It's but yeah, they're, it's, they're, uh, it's interesting. interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just generally speaking, too, because like I, I've you know been a public speaker in in multiple different jobs and stuff like that for a long time, and that doesn't bother me either. And yet, I had to overcome you know certain anxiety stuff with with getting on camera. Yeah. There's just something, and I I'd gotten over it uh, when I was doing it on my own, and then it was a whole different level. Uh, once when Joe's, I'm standing there, yeah. All of a sudden, now it's like someone else is in the room with yeah, me, and it's weird. I've so I'm thinking about that. Like it's it is. It's just it's a uh, it's its own thing. Uh, but just like Joe was saying, like you can you can learn to get over oh, those absolutely. things. Uh, you can get, learn to get past them. And part of it is just the mental acrobatic of just saying it's I can put this off and I can come up with excuses forever. Yeah. And so I'm just going to make the decision to go ahead and do that thing, whatever that thing yeah. is for you. And so there's your, there's your motivation. Once I love you, it. you just get over it, you start doing it and you realize it's just like this, this podcast we're doing. Yeah. It's later in the day. It's been a very busy day for me. And so 15 minutes before we started, honestly, I probably could have laid down in the corner and taken a nap. Yeah. Like it just, it just been a lot. We've just been going all day. And, but now it's like you're settled in it's like, yeah. Oh yeah, this cool. isn't that bad. It's Let's just your it. mind. Yeah, playing tricks, playing on, tricks you, on you. Yeah. Well, it's so funny. Um, last thing on this real quick. Uh, Peter McKinnon, uh, great YouTuber, uh, somebody I've followed for a long time. Man, I started following him when he had like 150,000 subscribers and he's up to like 5 million now, uh, which he had a crazy, you know, he had a ton of growth. Just, I don't know. He had, he had some special sauce. He just, he, he put out, he put out, ones that put was out doing... a ton of consistent videos. But there, were, when he started doing that though, there weren't a ton of people helping other people be creative exactly you know yeah. like and now were, that's be, a whole thing right you know that so are all kind of spawned from yeah there's a whole ton of people that are yeah. helping people be creative yeah you know just you know teaching little people. editing tricks or whatever yeah. it might be but one thing he uh put on i think it was on instagram not too long ago was just about like editing photos or maybe it was like taking photos on his phone or something but it, the point was 
It's about repetitions. It's about training. It's just like training a muscle. If you go to the gym and train a muscle, you know that you're, you're going to get better over time. It's the same as trying to sit down in front of a video. And I keep telling myself this with doing videos. And like this week, you know, I had had a video idea that we had kind of been trying to put together, and it finally just went and went and did it. And it's like I had to tell myself this is just a repetition. Like I just need to, I just need to keep doing. It. How can I expect to get better at it if I don't put in reps? Right. 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 And so. That's that's the thing I would say. There's never going to be a perfect time to do it. Just start it. Just try it. And if you have an eighty percent solution, that's probably okay. You're you're yep. your own worst critic, and you're gonna you're gonna probably uh, uh, nitpick yourself way more than anyone else will. So, yeah, yeah. You know. I, I hate watching my own videos. I mean, I absolutely. Oh yeah, Robbie do. was Robbie yeah. was playing one of my that well my account switching video on our uh, unboxing of a device. We could. Yeah, we could say it. Everybody knows it's yeah, like it's available on Monday. Yeah, I guess that's, that's yeah. been made. What? We just can't share our opinions opinions about <laughs> the Galaxy Chromebook too. I'll let say you it. say it. We, yeah, we get it gets tied up sometimes. You're like, wait, what? What can we say on that? Are we are we holding on this? We just can't publish any content or give any remarks about said device, and we won't do that. But. During exactly. filming the unboxing of that, yeah. I needed some speaker tests, yeah. and I opened <laughs> and up one of our videos, <laughs> our first one. When I, is, when I, when I, when I, oh, yeah, when I, <laughs> the beginning of it. I needed, super you know, fun. I the, loved it. The best thing for Just us kidding, to play is, uh, is for us to play our own stuff, because yeah. then we don't have to worry about copyright Licensing. crap. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I pulled up our first video. Was, our last video we published was Joe's. And so, so weird to hear yourself. Even listening to the podcast, I try to go back and listen to sections of the podcast at least after we put them out just to make sure everything sounds good and and uh, yeah even listening to myself on the podcast sounds weird i, I feel like i'm way it, whenever i listen to the podcast i feel like this sounds way more like my like what i think i sound like whereas youtube videos that i have i have like a different voice on youtube it's weird do you yeah i do too it's like a, just more of that presenter voice yes. or whatever. Yeah. Whereas this podcast is straight up how we talk. <laughs> yeah, this, this is, is actually <laughs> what it would sound like to sit into a conversation with us. What I sound like on YouTube does not sound. I don't yeah. talk to and people. And like, like I that. try to be a little bit more casual on YouTube, but also the, there's there's certain things that you know on YouTube you are presenting. You're trying to do something very concisely. So having a little bit of that voice is fine. Yeah, and it's but. different, and it's good that it's different because that's why we do the podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So we've got an existential Boom. enough. There's your uh, self improvement. There's some motivation. If you're listening to it on Monday, it'll be Motivation Monday. There but, you go. If you're listening uh, to it over the Friday. weekend, uh, think about Success it. Success Saturday. <laughs> I don't know. Sleepy Sunday. Sleepy know, Sunday. Work. Just take off Sunday. Just rest. <laughs> I've been trying to do that. I have a tendency to go full throttle all the time, but Sundays I've been trying man, to. Man, I am. I am planning on on resting. Man, I'm looking at my. My weekend right now. There's nothing on the calendar. Nice. There, there's a Saturday on what? here. It's all. It's what? all blank. What, 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 what did you do this weekend? I, I did I, nothing. I did nothing. <laughs> I did nothing. John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Go check it out. It's great. New in town. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, one of our top articles of this week, and it's it's a really interesting one because it's something that Robbie's been telling me and Gabe about for years now. It feels like at least a year. A year, for I, sure. I wrote in the the article. I wrote about it today. Uh, Actually, just like apologizing that I never, I look back and I'm like, I never shared this with anybody. Like, <laughs> but I, he would, like, you would geek out. Well, like, I guess you, it, it just kind of had been a thing that you used. You hadn't really geeked out about it until just recently again. Yeah. So it, it is simplified Gmail. And uh, I look back, it was April of 2019. Uh, this was at the demise of Inbox. 
which if you used Inbox from Google, you know, like it was like a cult of people. Almost two years. Like, did you use Inbox? I did, yeah. Were you, an, you were an Inbox guy? Yeah, no. Gabe never got Gabe on Inbox. Gabe was not. I had it on my phone for a couple of weeks and then just walked away from it. Yeah, <laughs> so if you weren't into it, Sorry. like you just didn't, like it went away and people, you're just like, yeah, whatever. But if you used it, Oh, excuse me. And if you were in inbox, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe Joe can edit that out. If not, I apologize. I I'm sorry. leaving it, bro. I am not going to edit Man, that out. Mountain Dew. Um, <laughs> Mountain Dew Zero. This is post Jimmy is John's today. today we're so we're I know, like three hours away from Jimmy John's. But anyway, um, so we, you know, uh, it, Inbox died April of 2019. And for those of us who loved Inbox, I remember we still worked at our marketing firm at the time. I guess that would have been right when you, uh, right when you left, uh, right when Joe left. I was pointing at Joe there. Uh, sometimes I forget we're not on video. Yeah, um, coming soon. Yeah, uh, and so you know, I remember introducing Inbox to a couple of people we worked with. One person in particular, Heather, loved Inbox, and I loved Inbox. I, I didn't at first, but after a little bit, I just absolutely loved the way that it dealt with your email, yeah. and it was just the smartest that was thing. So clean. It was clean, it was but it was intuitive. also smart about yeah. the way that it boxed your stuff, and it just man, it it worked with my brain. I, I loved inbox. I would say so it worked much. with a wow. I don't. I say that. I would say it worked with a lot of people, but they didn't keep it around. So who knows? It, and it's that's classic Google garbage. You know, like I, they just I don't know. Got bored with keeping it up. I don't know. It wasn't like there wasn't anybody using it. It was a big deal when it got shut down. Uh, but they didn't want to maintain it, and I guess it was the whole like, hey, we we use this to basically curate ideas for Gmail, but they didn't bring much of it to Gmail, which was really dumb. But it was it was a pretty bold take on email, uh, I will say that. And so because of that, I'm sure email is just that old kind of crusty thing we all got to deal with. And to, to uproot it that way and force that on everybody would have probably been too much, uh, to be fair. Uh, but I think they should have left inbox. Anyway, so as it was shutting down, uh, one of the co-creators of it uh, went and created an extension called Simplify Gmail. And he just made it because he wanted to make it. And it was an extension. And I was looking for something inbox-like. In the article I wrote, there were two things. There was an a, a inbox theme for Gmail that made it look like inbox, which was fine, but it didn't fix functionality stuff. And then there was the Simplify Gmail, which didn't exactly look like inbox, but it was nice because it just got rid of most of the clutter that, hit your gmail like gmail's the, the, pretty darn ugly oh, it's 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 any sort of legacy piece of yeah, software and like that's it's like, been well, updated. let's keep that thing oh we got to add this thing and like yeah. over time you just get this thing that's it's so barnacles, cluttered man. man just barnacles everywhere just crap it's hanging a great on. way of describing <laughs> just so, barnacles we should you should have made windows that your is. graphic you should have made that your graphic just barnacles all that's over why windows sucks it's barnacles um <laughs> It's true. so true. It's so it's true. true. Wow. It's not like, its, it's, not its fault. They want to detach from all that stuff. They really do. I think Microsoft wants to so bad. But I, I, I wish they would just do something different. And they tried, and then it just fails because people are like, I need to run this, this program this I've been using since 1987. No, you don't. Yeah. And, you know, to get corporations that depend on... Anyway, that's a whole side thing. Let's not get into that. But barnacles. Um, and so... You know, simplified Gmail was good. It cleaned up the the Gmail look, and it it that was about it. You know, it didn't do a whole lot more than that, but I loved it, and it, it simplified Gmail enough for me to not absolutely hate it, but I still didn't like it because uh, even with Gmail's update, it was still like it's really cluttered. I I forget because I've been using simplified Gmail since twenty nine April twenty nineteen. 
and sometimes like I'll load in either incognito or something or, or I'm in guest mode or something. I get into Gmail and I see what Gmail actually looks like still. And I'm like horrified by how disgusting it is. It is just an absolute <laughs> monstrosity. It's, it's terrible. Uh, and so, you know, I just got used to it. And so I kind of forgot about it. I just, yeah. in my mind, that's what Gmail looked like. And every once in a while, I'd remember like, oh, God, it's hideous. You know, uh, Farquad from Shrek. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, God, it's hideous. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I rewatched that. I love Shrek the other so day. much. It was so good. <clears throat> and so, uh, yeah, so I just got kind of got used to that. And so I just kind of forgot about it. And so I apologized in that article today. Like, because I was so used to it, I just didn't think to say anything to anybody about it until V2 came out. And so I started loading Gmail in and it said, you know, V2 is coming, you know, simplified Gmail. And so I started looking. Well, he's the guy that that, um, that uh, created this. Uh, his name is uh, Michael. Uh, crap, what is his? Leget. Le- I don't know I how think to say it's his last le- name. Leggett or Leget or Leget. Leget is how it's Leget. pronounced L-E- over in G-G-E-T-T? Grayson County. Leget and Platt. So That's I would say Leget. Leget yeah, yeah sir. We'll tweet him. He's been, he's yeah, been tweeting. He's been tweeting, so we'll ask him. We'll what's, ask him. what's proper pronunciation? We didn't but, know how to say your name on the podcast. Sorry. But yeah, so, uh, you know, in general, uh, you know, the, the V2 came out and he started teasing, like, here's what it's going to look like. And I was like, oh my God, this looks amazing. I can't wait for this to come out. And then it finally did. And so it was still free at the time. It still technically is free. But I installed it and this takes the whole simplifying cleanup make gmail look better to just a whole different level like and the big part of it for me is like if you've ever opened the gmail android app for instance or the ios app on a tablet or a larger screen and the you know the the two pane view where you've got your messages on the left and you got your email on the right like gmail's standard two pane view is awful looking Mm -hmm. like it just looks like somebody thought about it for a minute and was like well here put it in there but let's not bother actually writing any CSS to make it look good. It's just terrible looking. It's all, ugh, it's gross. And most people don't use it because of that. Uh, but their apps look great. Like the Gmail app is gorgeous. And it, and oh, yeah. It's, it's always really bugged me that why do your apps look amazing in the web version Didn't of this? Didn't you try like using garbage. the Android app for I did. a while? Uh, yeah. And I, I've, I've gone back and forth with it. The issue, I can't remember what all the issues are, but some things like when well, you try to open up links, it would act, it would behave funny because oh, it's trying cause to it's open from Android it, yeah. and trying to open in Chrome. And there were just weird things. The way that it would save stuff or the, you know, the way that it would respond and some of those things just, it works. Like if you wanted to use it that way, it's fine. But I, I ran into a couple issues that I'm like, eh, it's just easier for me to use the web. And so, uh, anyway, so this comes along V2 and there's, there's so many improvements. I mean, so, so many improvements. I didn't get into all of them, uh, on, on, in the article because I want to do like a full blown review of this, like a video and talk through all the stuff. But even in his, uh, in his blog, it's the blog is just called on simplify. Uh, he talks about all the stuff and talks about, you know, the fact that it's, it's hard to even get into everything that's new. Uh, but you know, if you go to the website and, and look, I've put some before and after, or you go to his blog and look, you can see the before and after of what the, the, the two pane look, look like what yeah. it looked like in V1 and what it looks like love, in V2. I love those graphics. Like <laughs> V2 <laughs> totally sums it up. <laughs> V2 makes it look like yeah. basically like the Android or iOS app. Yeah. Like it's that clean in the web interface. And, I just can't explain how much it changes my approach to getting in my inbox. Like it's not just a, Oh wow, this looks nice. Move on. 
it's like, okay, I don't hate getting in my inbox now. Like, I don't absolutely hate looking at it. And there's something about the way Gmail presents itself that makes it really hard for me to, like, I don't know, to parse the data out. And I just want to get in and get the email I'm looking for and get out of there. But now it's like, oh, cool. Like, you know, in the two-pane view, it, it separates it by days, you know, so I can look and see. Here's what came in today. That's a simple little thing, but it's a thoughtful addition, you know. And, um uh, you know, getting rid of all the extra clutter that comes around that stuff and, you know, the compose button looking like it should and having, you know, the, the, uh, Google meet stuff or, you know, uh, chat and stuff in the bottom, the way he, he's got it kind of laid out. And I don't know, it's just a, it's just a simplification of, of email. Like the settings doesn't look like it's from 1984 anymore. Like you click into the settings, it looks like Chrome OS type settings with a pane on the left and stuff on the right. And it has material design and like, what it looks like, honestly, is something that Google should just be like, hey, yeah, I know I you went on. I was very to say this. <laughs> but can we just buy this back and put it in place? So, and who knows if that will happen. But he's actually created a uh, business model. He's been going back and forth and taking uh, uh, community feedback and saying, how can we do this? Because it's becoming complex enough now. I mean, hundreds oh, and yes. hundreds of bugs that have had to be squashed. And he's got to keep up with every little change they make with Gmail. And he's you know, said, look, I... I can't keep this up just for free. Like, I mean, the dude's got to earn a living uh, doing other things. And he's clearly brilliant and very capable as a programmer. And I'm sure would probably need to go spend his time doing other things. So it's like, if he's going to keep doing this and keep making this, there needs to be some sort of business model. And so he, the, the thing we wrote today was, you know, that there's actually a subscription model now uh, that's going to be rolling out in a couple weeks, I think. So it's free for now. If you want to check it out, you can go to the website. We'll link all the stuff in the show notes or just go search in the Chrome web store for Simplify Gmail uh, and install it and enjoy <laughs> your your Gmail inbox. Now, if you're a guy that uses or a gal that uses uh, uh, an email client, then th- this has no bearing on you. This is it, only for people who use Gmail on the web. You go to Gmail on the web and you hate looking at Gmail on the web. And like, I've gotten to the point where I, I like this so much more. Like I'd rather get into my email inbox on my Chromebook now than on my phone. And it used to be the opposite. Like, right. cause the phone had more of just a bare bones look to it. Like, it's just like, cool. I can swipe this over to get rid of it. And like, I like just quickly getting into it. I feel like I can parse my email better now because of the way that this is laid out. And so, you know, kudos to him for building something awesome. Again, if you want to see more about this, like it's hard for me even to communicate all the things he goes through yeah, multiple go. posts about all the stuff he's changed. I mean, yeah. it's go check out the couple articles we've written and then yeah, go check out his stuff that he's done. It's, and he's, it's he's really planning. Cool. Uh, so the subscription model basically will be two yeah. bucks. I was going to say two explain bucks, the, explain two bucks the, a yeah. person. So he's, he's at up to 10 email accounts per person. Cause that was some of the pushback he got. It was going to be per account and, and people were like, I have 13 email accounts. <laughs> who, okay. Who and why? Apparently people do. I have three. Yeah. I keep three going. Yeah. Uh, and one of them, I don't actually even check email in. I just use, it's our, our general Gmail, yeah, same, same Chrome here, Unbox yeah. Gmail. And then I've got a personal and a work. And then work. Yeah. Uh, at one time when we had another job, I had that yeah. work one too. And then so I, I had, had the nonprofit one too. I still yeah. technically have the nonprofit one. So yeah, and I have so, four, I guess. So he's, he's allowing 10 email addresses per user. And then he said, if, if you need more, just contact me. I'll, I'll hook you up with some more. So he's being pretty cool about that. Uh, and then you somehow will be able to add users to that account. And then it'd be a dollar a month for them. Yeah. So at, at most, you're talking two bucks a person. 
yeah. uh, or, you know, for all your email for this to, to work, this extension to work. In, so, yeah, in. if that second person gets 10 as well, you're talking $3 a month for 20 different email <laughs> accounts. That's And this is basically that's buying. That's more than reasonable. This is like buying a, a really, really well-made um, email client yeah. app. If you yeah. want an app on your Chromebook or an app on your phone, you know, and, and if you, here's here's my thing about all of this. Love it or hate it, email is email is a way not, that we... You're not getting away from it. <laughs> it's a way that we've tried. <laughs> Believe me, the marketing firm that we work for, we tried so many different ways and there's all these project management tools, but guess what? At the end of the day, email was still central to our communication with clients. Yep. Outside communication. Like we could solve some of the internal stuff with Slack or, or um, Basecamp or um, any of those other... I mean, yeah, we, a bunch used, of them. we tried chats. Yeah. We did all sorts yeah. of stuff. And, but, but email is here to stay. And so if there's any in email is has evolved so much <laughs> that what email was originally for is not what it's used for anymore. No. And so anything you can do to clean up that whole process, like anything you can do to simplify you the know, process. Like inbox was. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I think there's a lot of people that if you looked at your work day, uh I guess this this kind of depends, but um, for us at least, and for the, the company that we worked for before, a lot of your time is spent in email. And so $2 a month to clean that up and make it an enjoyable experience. Yeah. It's a no brainer. That's a no brainer. I don't even think about it, but I mean, and I so mean, it is, it, Hey, if you don't want to pay for it, fine. <laughs> Keep using Gmail or whatever yeah. else you want to use. This is, this is for people that want that uh, thing. And so like you had said, some people had pushed back and said, like, oh, why is he I'm not trying to for, pay I, for an email client? Yeah, I'm Fine, not paying. don't use it. You, yeah, you don't have to. Um, you can still use Gmail just like you have. Yeah. Uh, but it also cuts down, like, he, it blocks 100 email trackers. So stuff that when people send emails that have trackers, it, it blocks that stuff out. Uh, it gets rid of uh, your email, your Gmail ads. So little ads that would show up in Gmail, those are gone. I didn't know um, that. Oh, dude, that's cool. I, I forgot about that. Um so I, it, it just yeah. the experience is fantastic, and to to say that it's not worth two dollars a, a is it, month is kind of silly. Is it just him that's built this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, that was one of the comments on one of his blog posts is that um, some people were saying, you know, good luck charging for this. Why don't you just make it open source? And he kindly pointed out it's been open source for more than two years, and mm-hmm. there has been little to no effort in supporting <laughs> his project. So. I think it's fully. If it's going to be on him, he yeah. deserves to make some money doing it. Absolutely, like, he needs to be compensated. Like right, period. We, and it's not like this guy is going to look at it and be like, "Okay, that's it. I'm done." I mean, look what he's done just because he wants to build something right. already. And right. now, if you if if the compensation comes along and he can do this as a side business and and it's actually make a living, better. yeah, he can focus more time and energy on it. And by the way, he's saying, "Hey, I'm I'm working on simplify YouTube, simplify Chrome, yeah. simplify yes. uh, crap. What was the other one? There was ones? like two. There was uh, like one or four, two. Four different services. He said he's gonna he's working on, uh, <laughs> and he was gonna put those it. in pricing model with the Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Twitter. That's Twitter. right. Twitter. Which I don't know that you need that anymore. Like Twitter's web, web stuff is the pretty web apps, nice. Web app's pretty good. But uh, getting rid of some of the promoted stuff, getting rid of yeah, like there's I mean, things you could do on Twitter. Probably clean it up." Yeah, but regardless, like the fact that that 
he's even looking at doing a couple extended things and, and making it better. And he's already got like multiple updates planned. I didn't put this in a blog post cause I was like, man, I could make another blog post from this. Uh, he's got a whole list of improvements that are coming. Hold on just a second. In V3, I'll just go ahead and list them on here. They'll probably end up on the website at some point. Uh, so V2.3 uh, will have 170 plus email trackers blocked. Um, there'll be high contrast and dark themes. Yes. Uh, improved compatibility with other extensions, Copper and HubSpot. Uh, I don't, so I'm guessing there were some issues there. Uh, let's see, improved performance and uh, design details and lots of new options. Um, let's see. That's the next update. I don't. I don't know if he's. And he says here are the options coming in the next update. Maybe he means after that. Um, a dark theme composer, custom width. So like right now, if you don't use the two pane thing, if you just use a single pane, it it kind of cuts or, the width of, in the center. Things be so spread out. Yeah, yeah, and it gives you just some space on the sides. So apparently, he's going to let allow you to set a custom width for that's your own uh, uh, message that- order reversal. So mm, we, yeah, we were talking about this. We yeah. know one person that, that used to get really uh, upset about this because Outlook does it the other way or allows you to do it the other way. So Gmail, if you've never paid attention, works more like a chat would. So if you think about looking at a chat, your newest thing is at the bottom because it, it bumps. It keeps bumping everything up. So chat moves everything when to the bottom. When you click into a thread. Yes. Your main inbox is the newest at top. Sure. But then once you click in, it's opposite. <laughs> right. And so that, that's how chats work. I mean, yeah. it's just what they do. And so that's kind of the option that Gmail went to until he pointed that out. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I never thought about it. But in his mind, the top of the thread should be the newest thing. Like, the, yeah. Which would should be bubble to the top. I'm like, to me, but I get it. Whatever. I think I would prefer that. It wouldn't be bad. And I, I have it installed now. I've never used it. Robbie asked me to install it the other day to look at something, and I've, I've left it on there, so I'll see. But I think I would prefer that. So he's going to have that. He said, uh, in a conversation, I'll say reverse messages, it's ra- a rare user who wants this. <laughs> but after looking into it, I realized it wasn't very hard to support. So it's like, okay. <clears throat> there we go. Okay, cool. And um, then the grouping thing or whatever. Uh, yeah, he's he said he's working on bundles, yeah. which is probably the key thing that inbox did uh inbox created these bundles and what it's it's not that different than what uh gmail's doing technically speaking so if you never used inbox the, the easiest way to think of a bundle is if if you have categories and say that you had categories uh um, clients like so similar to firm or at the top of your gmail you have like your updates your your promos those yeah. things so, so it's like those types of things but imagine if instead of having those across the top Imagine if you had those plus a bunch of other ones, like you've set up some other, like they Down do through your inbox. Oh, by the way, simplify also gives you the same ones that inbox had travel leisure. Uh, some of those other like staple categories that are up top above your, your personalized categories. Uh, and, and inbox did that, which was really nice. And so you, you can create your, your custom ones, you can create custom bundles, all that kind of stuff, or you could in, in inbox, the thing that was different about this is that in Gmail, you can say, hey, uh, highlight this category and bring it up into view. Like hide it unless there's something new, but bring it up when there's something. If there if there is something new, bring it up. So it's it's up here in my left pane. To me, I thought maybe that would help me, but I just, my brain like blocks that left panel out because there's so much stuff over there. It's just like, meh, I can't parse that in with my regular inbox. Inbox took those bundles, and when there was something new in that bundle, 
So if it was a client thing uh, or whatever, uh, you know, whatever you've created that bundle to be that, that created the rule that put stuff in that bundle. Once a new reply came into that bundle, it sorted itself, boom, to the top of your inbox. And it, it separated itself from your other messages. And there was that bundle. And you click in, it would expand. And you could look around and do your stuff and then dismiss that bundle. And so it allowed you to keep things categorized, but it also resurfaced those things in the middle of your inbox where you could get to them and see them and in chronological order. Um, and that doesn't maybe sound like that changing of a, a an organizational method, but it absolutely transformed the way that I dealt with email because it made me not worry so much about uh, uh, archiving stuff. Like, because in, in Inbox, they didn't call it archiving. What did they call it? Like, I think you just checked mark as read. That's all it was. You would just mark it as read. Done. Yeah. Like <laughs> Done I, it's, Yes, it's more of a task-oriented yeah. thing. And so it was like, cool, I replied. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, it's technically it was archiving it, but I'm just going to mark it as done. It's, it goes back in the bundle. The bundle goes back over somewhere else. Until something else Until shows a up. reply comes to one of those things. And that bundle, the whole bundle comes up in front of you again so that it's part of your inbox flow yeah. versus it being over off to the side somewhere. And it was a massive productivity boost for me. It was huge. And, and a ton of people loved bundles. And they said, hey, we're shutting down inbox, but we're going to bring bundles to Gmail. Well, that nope. didn't happen. <laughs> Lies. And so yeah. I'm telling you, if, yeah, he, it's cool if he can figure out, he said it's it's tough uh, to get the implementation down. But if he can, fi- I mean, he co-created inbox. So if anyone <laughs> can do it. Stuff. If anyone can do it, he can. If he brings bundles back to Gmail, he will not have a problem getting subscriptions for for yeah. Simplified Gmail. Yeah. I guarantee it. Because yeah, uh, sure. there are a ton of people that would, they don't care about all the rest of the stuff. If they could just have their bundles back. And I'm one of those people. I just like, want my bundles. It, it, man, it was it was a huge, huge deal. Oh, yeah. Uh, the oh, way I remember they did it. That. Yeah, it was, and, it was dope. Because like for me, with the marketing firm we were working for, and you know our we've referenced our former employer who's locked into outlook because of some of these it's basically some of the, the those two uh last two that you just described like yeah the, flipping the flipping the order, order and then of the, the bundling of things and he wanted uh, like he wants particularly outlook will allows him to bundle his entire inbox so instead of he can view the entire inbox uh so it'd be akin to going to gmail all messages like you see the whole thing like which is terrifying to me. That's Even, what I do. Like I hate looking at all messages. I just let it overwhelm me. No, oh, gross. Let it <laughs> wash just, over me. Just, I let the anxiety just, just flow through me. I just, I just stare at it for Breathe fifteen it minutes in. in the morning before I do it. Horrifying. <laughs> like the all, I, I avoid it like the plague. I hate well, all messages we get, we, in Gmail. We get Whoa. so many stupid spam emails oh, from CES. I will call them out. Yep. CES, stop sending. Like stop giving emails to yes. these. Oh my gosh. It's like these PR companies that aren't even like legit PR companies. Like they just send these. Oh, they get spammy, on these email lists, man. Oh my gosh. It's the worst. But yeah, I just sit and stare at that for like 15 minutes in the morning before I do anything. Drink your coffee. Listen yeah, to some hard rock. Just sit there, serene. I've, mm, I've been. This is great. I've been. Chaos. Uh, yeah. There's a local band that I really love called Knocked Loose. If anybody's <laughs> into that. Go check them out. That's what I put on. I put on some some knocked loose in the morning and uh, stare at my inbox. Drink a Mountain Dew. All right, uh, is that it? Let's take a quick break yeah. for an ad. Hold yeah. on. The whole the whole point of saying all that, we got to get to that because people, <laughs> you didn't finish what you're saying. I forgot what we were talking. He about. really wanted the ability to bundle. Like he looks oh, at his yeah, whole yeah, yeah, inbox yeah. and 
in Outlook, he just hits sort by, right. boom, I want to sort by category. And he just, when a new email comes in, he just categorizes, boom, and it goes to the whatever client folder. He has them all color-coded and stuff. Sort by that, and he always sees the most recent thing for each client separated as he scrolls down his inbox. It's and I'm legit. like, it's that's, legit. Yeah. that's a great workflow. But Gmail does not allow you to sort Mm-mm. by, in your main inbox, you can't sort. You can like click you over can, on your tabs. Yeah, but so you can go one category at a time. But he's right. able to see them in that kind of, that whole view. Yeah. And not that inbox solved that, but it... It made it better. Had he, and I, he was looking at possibly going to inbox because he was like, well, if I create these categories for... And then they shut it down. Yeah. But had, had he done categories and bundles for each of those clients, same same thing. As soon as a new thing came in, a reply to one of those, that bundle, that that category would have been, boom, right at the top, surface like he yep. wanted. It would have been the, the right move. I'm, I'm glad he didn't. Maybe Simplified Gmail will solve it. I, I hope so. That would Man, be dope. Michael, if you, can, if you can make it happen, you're listening by any chance. Yeah. We, you'll have some big fans if yeah. you get bundles back. That's right. We love some bundles. That's right. All right. Now, let's take a quick break for a net. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Welcome back, everybody. We are going to switch gears here and dig into some hardware stuff because you know we love hardware. So, starting off, uh, this was a tweet. Did that did was did that happen this week? This was the lockdown. Or was that last week? Yeah, I think it's the Monday or Tuesday. I think. Oh man, it's been a long week. It's I been think. a weird week. Anywho, um, Lockheimer tweeted. Um, he should have tweeted Chrome Unboxed, but <laughs> <laughs> he tweeted 9to5, who had written about uh, Chrome OS taking over Mac sales, and um, <laughs> had a had a nice little tweet. I'll let one of you, one of you all have yeah, to pull it up. I'm trying to pull it up. Say, just, pull it up because it's, I can read it. <laughs> yeah, it was like Tuesday, Monday or uh, Tuesday. It was provocative, and I love it. Yes, it was. He, okay, um, so the tweet was from the 19th, so whatever day that was. One week ago today. All right. I thought it was last week. Yes. <laughs> I still like this. I got it. We're still I, I like remember co- things. COVID times still like, I mean, like we're fortunate enough that we get to, you know, film videos and, and have a little bit of a regular schedule, but still there's not like all my days and weeks kind of blend together. I don't really know. I think we were assured uh, <laughs> on Wednesday that it was Thursday. <laughs> I was 100%. Certain. Dude, I was, I was, it was for sure Thursday. All day Wednesday. <laughs> I was like getting ready to do the podcast. All right. We got the tweet. <laughs> Somebody pulled the oh, tweet. Yeah, I got the tweet. Yeah. So I got the tweet. Anyway, it was, uh, and everyone's written this. We've written it, whatever. Uh, IDC, they don't, I don't think they track Chrome OS sales on their main stuff, but they had, there was a report that went out. Chrome OS surpassed Mac OS in 2020. Uh, it wasn't the first time they passed them for a quarter. I actually went back and looked. That article was from like 2016 where they beat them in one quarter. But last year, 
they blew past Mac OS. So they're still way behind Windows, obviously. But <laughs> Windows is Windows like did 80%. lose some market. Yeah, Windows lost some market share. Chrome OS went up to ten percent, which was almost double what they were the year before. Yeah, and Mac lost some ground. Uh, Nine to Five had written an article like everyone else, but Hiroshi retweeted their article and then on it said, "P.S." roadmap for features and devices this year fire you will see soon which we did see in a edu talk a week or so ago that yeah. they said there were 40 devices on uh just for education coming out which those are going to be jasper lake there's there i think there are still some apollo lake device or gemini lake devices that are coming out but 40 devices just in the edu space so that's not even taking into consideration all of the consumer devices that'll be out in the next 18 months so mm-hmm. he's just uh he's teasing a little bit there um, so quick background though like hiroshi lock i think i wrote it up there at the top i copied it from his thing he's, his tweet his tweet about what the he is <laughs> no no what he oh. is he's svp uh, he does. Uh, yeah, so he's uh, he's in charge of Android, Chrome, Chrome OS, Google Play, and Google Photos. Yeah, so he knows. So things. all of the things that you use as a consumer, <laughs> he's in charge of, except for Gmail. Yeah, he and knows. I love he knows some if, things. If you if you ever just just take a moment, I would maybe we can maybe we can find one of these videos. His like little fireside chat from IO. Oh wow! Was that two years ago? Yeah, I guess because we didn't do it last year. Yeah, twenty nineteen. His the guy. Side. The guy just <laughs> he's a great presenter he's yeah. a great public speaker but he also is looking at things from this 5000 foot view and just has this i mean it's it's kind of this like startup uh enthusiasm but he's yeah. been doing it for a long time it's not like he's some startup company where you get this like vigor about this thing. like he's been doing this for a while and he still talks about these things in a way that like for me like makes me like excited yeah you know? he's, still, and, he's excited about the product yeah and he's excited and he doesn't shows. tweet a whole lot either no, he doesn't is no. the funny no. thing and so i'm like yeah some of his notable ones remember he tweeted uh right before the the, the last google event we got to go to yeah, the pixel buds um he it was like a month and a half before he kind of just <laughs> snuck one in there and he's like huh if we were making some pixel buds or something no, or, no if, if, you if we wanted, were making if you wanted a pair of wireless earbuds what would they do they would need to have you yeah know, and the, he listed case, off all these things uh, we're like i bet you he's talking about the pixel buds and he, he was 100 percent. and then he did another one what was his other really like provocative tweet he did was it the uh, phone wasn't was he the one that said you think you know no he's what it, it was the phone but it was the the original pixel he said uh you know eight years ago because at the time he said eight years ago you know we are we've been talking about android for eight years or whatever because eight years ago android i have a feeling that we'll eight years from now We'll yeah. be talking about ten right. four. Was so ten four yeah. was the original Pixel Google hardware I event. Forgot that he follows us too. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah he it's follows fun. us. And it's, then it's good to be liked. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, thanks, Hiroshi. He uh, he he said, you know, eight years from now we'll be talking about this date. Well, that's when yeah. the Google Assistant was debuted, right? And so Which, we knew I there mean, was going to be game something changer. big. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about that now. <laughs> so this dude doesn't tweet lightly, no. um, despite what. Uh, I've seen some people say. Um, <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was good. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> it, it doesn't come across. That yeah, was a comment we were reading earlier. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I, I think it's, uh, you know, regardless of what you think about the, the numbers and sales numbers and all oh, stuff, that stuff. Like yeah, we, I remember you. What yeah, we okay. were talking about uh, when we talked about this tweet and what we're talking about right now is the fact that Hiroshi Lockheimer is involved in a bunch of stuff. Um, has his hands in a lot of stuff and knows the roadmap 
better than anybody. And kind of that big picture look. Right. You know? yeah. And so when he says, you're, you're going to be amazed at our, at our roadmap and the lineup and the devices, you know, you, you'll see soon. That's, Chrome phone. That means something. yeah, because that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like Sundar's the the top of the ladder, obviously, but he his focus is has been elsewhere in the last couple of years. Plus, he's the kind of the overlord of the company. So <laughs> that's <laughs> is that a negative connotation? No, I don't think so. That, I, I just know. think it's funny. Overseer, overlord. overseer. How about that? Yeah, that's better. He he has a lot of other stuff on his plate, and Google's all over the place with all kinds of things. I would say for the most part, the buck stops at Hiroshi with a lot oh, yeah. of this. Who was the one other guy? Um, we saw him at the coffee shop in New York. I can oh, yeah. Him, I think. Yeah. What is his name? Why can't, oh, you're thinking of, you're, that was in San Francisco. Yes. Yeah. San Francisco. That blue bottle. That little yeah. bitty blue bottle what, pop up. What in the heck is his wow, name? Mario. 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 Thank you. Wow. We wow. got that at the same time. But yeah, Look he moved. Us. Where did he go? I don't remember. Uh, he took a job He's elsewhere. working for Carl Pay. Could, didn't he? It, no, didn't he move to being like Sundar's? Like he was in, like working out of his gone. office, and then I don't know. So I don't know. Not really sure. Maybe he, he worked for nothing. He was grooming him to inject him in another company. Maybe that's what it is to continue the global takeover. Hold on, let me get my tinfoil hat. Global, just global takeover. Yeah, but anywho, I mean Hiroshi has a very yeah. big picture look at things, and so yeah, I mean for him to. I mean, like like we've said, he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't just like throw tweets out there. Like he's not one of those people. But uh, I think I think it's I think it's notable. And what's 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 really interesting is, you know, we are tracking these devices. We're going to talk about some here in a minute. But as far as a that kind of that kind of five thousand foot view, talking about when, when, I, I think it's interesting. He said roadmap, you know, because it's yeah. like. We're not just talking about devices. Like, yeah, there's going to no, be more no, and more. because he says features, too. Yeah. And it, oh, wow. Yeah, sorry. I, just, I pulled up. A, I was like, there was one other thing back when that whole Andromeda mess oh, was a thing. Yeah. I remember at, at I.O., Hiroshi Lockheimer was oh, wow. very clear. Like, this is not these are thing. separate things, and, and they're going to stay separate that's things. That's fireside chat, I think, that I'm thinking nah, about. No, this was from 2016. Oh. Oof, way uh, off. Yeah, but, but that was one of the first times we probably... Um, you know, sat and watched one of those interviews with him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, memorable. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very clear. Like he was very emphatic about that, and, and people even then were like, "Yeah, well, he'll say whatever he needs to say." But it's like look back now, and you're like, "Yeah, nope. what he said is what it is." He, like, like, yeah, he does a very bit, good when he decides to say, "Hey, this is what this is." It, it usually means he's that's put, actually what they're doing. He's put thought into it. Yeah, and he's saying something that isn't just off the cuff. Yeah, he's not right. just up there gilding the lily as they say <laughs> uh yeah games so. <laughs> games pulling out all kinds of great little overlord that was, what was that one gilding, gilding the lily, gilding the lily. that it. was um, um night's tale night's yeah. tale yeah jeffrey chalso i don't even know what you're talking about but i'll night's tale man oh i remember night's tale i just don't remember right. that you know jeffrey chaucer's character the guy that plays vision oh yeah, 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 yeah. He says he was <laughs> hilarious in that movie. With no more gilding the lily. <laughs> gilding yeah, the that's lily. That's when he's introducing him at the last. Yeah. Never mind. Great I've seen that movie, movie too many times. <laughs> I have. Man, it's me and my so brothers, good. It is me good. and my brothers watch that a lot. It's a great movie. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> moving on. So, the cra- yeah, and that's the cool part about this is that we know that Chrome OS 89 is going to be chock full of stuff. He's clearly not alluding to that. That stuff's not secret. He's alluding to Something the long term for Chrome big OS. Stuff. There's big, yep. big stuff coming. I mean, you have. So, what do you think? What do you think it is, man? I, I guarantee you, he's referring to Coach Z 
in these types of devices as one of the yeah. tablet Chromebook but, tablets. Yeah, yeah. But just, we saw one of our patrons dropped a video the other day of a guy uh, doing a test run with a um, Tiger Lake Windows device gaming on it and overall there were there were some games that didn't do too well but overall extremely impressed with the gpu power of tiger lake talking about how this this thing's going to compete with like 1650 ti gpus so if he's talking about features we could be talking about you know linux and containers and vms and the ability to actual run powerhouse software because this thing was running like there was one game he was getting 92 frames per second and they were running you know he was running a lot of stuff on mid mid tier settings but he was getting some killer killer like fps out of these games you're talking about borealis i mean borealis Borealis, um what's the let's explain uh, borealis borealis is the the vm the container that's going to have what we believe if it actually comes to fruition it's going to be a containerized version of the steam for playing games via the it won't be via the linux container it's going to be its own little thing so it's tweaked specifically for chrome os think parallels yeah, think parallels. It's just going to be a, a container with a VM and all that, whatever. Containers. Do you all yeah. remember when we first started talking about containers? Yeah. Gabe's been talking about containers <laughs> for like 17 years. It, I, do you think they knew what they were going to be able to do with containers when they first started working no, on it? No. I mean, no, because had and, they known and, uh, that, they yeah. would have put Android in a container the way that they've yeah, done these I, I do. I want that featured image on my headstone because <laughs> that, that was the pinnacle of my career because called it they're like everybody's like no this is no they're net chrome os is not gonna yes i was right i i called it before google even knew what they were doing with it i'm just saying saying. that's what i'm saying you're ahead of the curve man so but you think stuff like davinci resolve because honestly davinci resolves just a few steps away from being able to run on a chromebook it just needs a gpu that it can recognize and i would bet you that davinci who makes it who makes is it black magic is that DaVinci? Yes. Sorry, I'm joking. He's gay. Yeah, Joe doesn't know how to drink water. Yeah, he's dying. So Blackmagic, uh, DaVinci Resolve, if they offer support for these Tiger Lake integrated GPUs or integrated graphics, yep. then you should be able to install DaVinci Resolve on a Chromebook and run a full-blown uh, Hollywood-level movie editor on a Chromebook, which will be insane i mean i've run some other linux video editors and they run okay but you lose frames and it's not there's some hinkiness there but they could easily tweak this container to run something like davinci resolve and now we don't need a mac anymore well and last yeah. uh, last night during our patreon Black magic is who makes our uh, our switcher yeah uh last night during our patreon live stream we, we always got to find a way to plug that plug it um, shameless self-promotion yeah so for our, our canary crew uh we, we get a handful of people and we jump in and do a live stream and just hang out and if you can imagine it gets even more casual than this um and so uh i remember uh, i don't even think we ended up talking about it but one of the questions raised in there was like well, you know what about adobe when do you think adobe is going to bring their stuff yeah. there's part of me that honestly thinks that adobe has been waiting for this this next set of intel can, processors can, to come I along can, i can because it's like, oh, cool. Now we have GPUs it, to man, work with. That lines up. It really does. <laughs> really yeah, because I mean, I, I've 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 gone down the rabbit hole and installed different VMs and stuff, uh, virtual machine managers, and even with GPU, the integrated GPU on Comet Lake and GPU enabled for containers, it just doesn't have the horsepower. Most 
graphic heavy applications don't even recognize Intel's UHD graphics because they're they're not designed to handle that kind of stuff. Tiger Lake's going to be different. XE graphics, they're putting these things on par with dedicated Mm-hmm. GPUs, so it's going to yeah, be interesting. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting too to see if you know they try to run stuff through the existing Linux kernel or container, or if you know it. Google finds ways to encourage developers to say, "Hey, if you want your stuff to run really well on a Chromebook, here's here are the tools, <laughs> right? Because yeah, make your container work exactly like you want it, and you just run an install script. Yeah, because exactly. we've seen yeah. this. Um, they've done all this work on what they're calling plug-in VMs, which is what. Uh, parallels uses it's just another version it's a it's an empty framework so you have crostini that's built into chrome os and you just enable it and that container and that vm spins up well now they have this plug-in vm which is just this hollow shell just a palette for them to say okay all you have to do is take your program your applications your frameworks whatever it is that you want put it in this container with all the bits and pieces that it needs to run then the end user just has to click a button, click a button. and it's Launch. there which, <laughs> lead, which, which is also why i wrote this earlier this week google needs to build an, a, an all-in-one store for mm. Chrome OS because if Linux does really get that good on Chrome OS and people can leverage those kind of applications, not just these terminal install stuff, they can go and get, get professional level applications. They need a place where they can get them and Could install it, them because most people have no idea how to open agreed. a terminal and install an application. Could it just go through a play store? Absolutely. They already do it with PWAs. There's no yeah. reason they couldn't. Yeah, and I think that's what they should do. And it's like that's already there. People are used to going there to get their stuff, right? And they, they don't even know. Most people don't care. Not that they don't know. They might know. But Twitter, for example, if you go and install that app on your Chromebook, it's going to install a PWA, right? And yeah, and that was my point. In my article was that that when I buy an Android phone and I log in and I set it up, when I go to install apps, I know I go to the Play Store because that's where exactly. I'm going to find my apps. I don't. Most users don't know that it's downloading an apk and install they don't know yeah. they don't care and a lot of users if they go to the play store <laughs> on their chromebook and install twitter they probably think it's installing the same thing that they sure. installed on their phone they Doesn't don't matter. care just want our stuff yes exactly yeah. i want to go to the play store and look up davinci resolve and click install and then all that terminal stuff just happens in the background exactly. and it can and yeah, we, we, we've proven it can. absolutely <laughs> it's already there yeah, the way that, the way that parallels works already it already does that yeah and so yeah, I mean, it's the the pieces are all there, and so now it's like, okay, well, how do we get you know, uh, how do we get developers on board to do this? Well, it kind of works out that you know we have twenty twenty coming along and more Chromebooks selling than ever have sold before. That's what gets developers' attention. At the end of the day, like it's a, users, it's a chicken and egg thing, and so one of the two users. has to happen. We got to get a chicken, or we got to get an egg, you know, and and. If whatever you want to call which one did we get Chrome OS user group, <laughs> I like we got both. one of them. Um, I, I feel like let's take the chicken. I feel Canary. like we got more chickens. The eggs, Canary, you know, yeah. it's a bird. Yeah, there you go. And the eggs are coming, you yep. know, because now right. now we're we got the chicken, uh, and That's so right. you know it it it's going to be really interesting. And again, like people like Hiroshi have no need to go and tweet something like this. No. Uh, well, what is he gaining from that? Like, well, I mean, other than just being social, but yeah, but he's honestly, not that. He 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 tweets things that are pretty right. meaningful. He yeah. wouldn't yeah. tweet that out. Yeah, intentional. There you go, Gabe. That's a great way. He for wouldn't it. tweet it unless there was an intention behind so, it, and, right. and I think there is a huge intention behind it. And so, so what about what about this this article that Michael wrote, where 
the uh, out of box experience has the welcome to Chrome device, and there's a foldable, there's right. a phone. Yeah, so this and all gets a, crazy. And there's a there's a clamshell in there, like yeah, because we what's we, happening Yeah, because we saw the the new out of box experience. We saw the first first editions of that a few months back, but then Michael discovered all this new this these new landing pages and everything, and it all it all looks very similar to the uh, whatever that new Chrome OS developer uh, what is that the developer yeah the site? Chrome OS .dev .dev it looks very similar to that the design cues are very similar but yeah taking away the OS because I don't call it a Windows OS laptop it's a Windows no, it's laptop Windows. or it's a Mac laptop it's, well, yeah. it's Mac no it's a Mac book Mac you people don't call it a Mac OS book. People, yeah, people just say Mac. It's MacBook. It's a Mac. Yeah, it's I have a Mac. a Mac. Yeah. Like Joe said something today. He said, yeah, on the Mac. And I'm like, you're talking about the MacBook or the Mac yeah. M1? Many. Like Many. iPad OS. I don't have to go update my iPad OS. I have, yeah. I have an update for my iPad. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's a Chrome device. Yeah. It, it. I just wish it would have said your Chrome phone. or something. Because it just it's, said, it's, welcome it's, to Chrome device. <laughs> so I'm like, please be just a misprint. Uh, as, long as, it's, as long as it's coded yeah, in there, yeah, it's fine. Welcome to your chrome device that's all it means or your new chrome device or something you know well but, like but again these were placeholders yeah. this is not it's it's yeah it's it's this is a bit speculative obviously but i think it is you know uh maybe a bit coincidental that we see that we see um you know some of this work on the feature side of things like you're talking about and and then you see you know hiroshi tweets something that's a bit you know provocative yeah. and it's like these things are fun for us, obviously, to just sit and chat about like we've done here for 30 right. minutes. But at the end of the day, I really do think that there's bigger things happening. You know, And, and that's yeah. the thing. We've been talking about like Chrome phones and stuff like that for years, literally years. Yeah. So if we're this amped up about it, you can't tell me that Google's hardware team and their development team and their marketing team aren't all saying, hey, could this be a thing? And they right. probably, they, they shelf it for a few months and then they come back and then uh, Chrome OS evolves and this happens and that happens. They're like, okay, is this something that's plausible? Because obviously it has to be marketable as well and they have to be able to develop it. But, you know, are, are we getting to that place where Chrome, Chrome OS is ready to break out of this shell that yeah. is the Chromebook? I mean, Chrome I mean, phone. I don't know. I mean, we made crumble whole, it. We made the whole video about <laughs> the uh, the uh, Surface Duo. Yeah, that type of device. Yeah, you know. And, well, and, and now we've and got now all these rumors yeah, of the foldable, folding, folding you know, Google phone, and yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so it's like, I mean, what would it look like for Google to maybe make an Android version of whatever device they make, but also make a Chrome OS version or make Absolutely. a hybrid version that has yeah. both? Kind of runs both. Um, Which it, technically know. Chrome OS does, and so that, but you know, the argument there would be the Android container would have to get cleaned up a bunch yeah. You know, yeah. before you go throw that on a phone. Cause a phone can't be like, Oh, well, I guess it's just buggy. I can't call. I'm just wrecked my car. Yeah. You know, like the phone has to work, <laughs> you <laughs> know, to my car. well, you know, like emergency <laughs> yeah, situations, absolutely. like your gotta, phone's gotta, gotta, gotta work. work. Yeah, gotta, um, and, and honestly, to be fair, like Android web OS early, early on, yeah, that was pretty, hit or miss sometimes. They were pretty and, sketch. And, and that was kind of scary. And so, speaking of like you, we were talking earlier about like most people don't know about APKs. Did you ever root 
Android phones. Oh, that was fun. Course. Oh, yeah. We came from WebOS. <laughs> that was time. fun. Uh, we yeah. came from WebOS where you could literally handpick the changes you yeah, made. Like, absolutely. I just want to change my clock face. I just oh, want to change the The developer the color. community around yeah. WebOS was oh, such a beautiful thing. That was thing. crazy. And so I remember the first Android phone I got, and I was like, okay, how do I'm sure I can go do I this. I can do this. The, home, the homebrew stuff, you know. Yeah. And so I started looking into it, and I'm like, oh, you basically have to root it and then just flash one entire mod. Like, <laughs> yep. That's gross. I was. What was, I was, the, what was the big one that we used to use quite a bit uh, for Android? Um, oh man, there was a couple that I used. I can't remember I can't the remember names, but it's back. still a thing. I saw an article You're about, about the thing that would help you root it, or that there was a specific application you used to root it, and then that was also the application that you could flash your different uh, custom images. No. But I can't twerp. remember. Twerp. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, it's still a thing. Twerp yeah. still, but X My, is it X mod or X something? Is the like what most people use now yeah. it seems like they've they've done a little bit more of like the homebrew style thing with webOS where you can once you've flashed that thing you can just pick certain parts that you yeah. want and flash those pieces but yeah. I'm just like man I haven't flashed, a whole, I haven't rooted a whole flashed thing. a phone and my uh yeah. Yeah, my, yeah, my, I mean, my poor my poor galaxy s4 <laughs> went through several oh versions. yeah I was still working on <laughs> working on it s5 I was still rooting yeah. Every Nexus I had, I messed with. Yep. Yeah. Usually, though, it was it was about rooting phones. Then, like to, Pixel Launcher got so good to get rid of like, the yeah. junk. Yeah, exactly. that's what it was. Oh, yeah, it was sure. I wanted to get rid of. I wanted to get to stock Android, right. and I put air quotes up uh, because back then stock Android meant something. Now stock Android, most people still think uh, Pixel when they think stock Android, and that's it, not, it's not. That's actually not stock. It's stock a, Android at all. It's, own, it's its own skinned version of it. Yeah, stock Android is. Super bare bones, especially yeah. if you remove play services and everything. Like without Google involved, stock Android is really, really basic. Yeah, but going back, I'm sorry, I got us off track here. But going back, like you know, uh, having some sort of Chrome device that could run both, they would have to clean up the container to make it work, or maybe I don't know. There's there's really smart people working at Google that I hope that I think. Surely are working on something like this. You would think so. <laughs> I would I hope. Mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, or at least thinking about it. Like, you know, what could that look like? Uh, because Chrome OS is evolving into something that, that could do that. Um, but I think a hybrid type device would make sense yeah. most. If mm-hmm. they ever do it, a, a hybrid type device. Like it only know. goes into Chrome OS mode when you dock it or something? Is that what you're thinking? No, my thought would be, well, yeah, that could be the case. Or... You know, they get the Android container cleaned up enough so that when it's when you're using it as a phone, you don't even know that Chrome OS is really happening. Which, right, which uh, they could, because, I mean, right now we're still on a container of Android 9. Right. The next jump, whether it's 11 or 12, will be the new Arc VM, and it may... Yeah, I mean that because we we know that change. the yeah the VMs have all the permissions now. There there's the ability to enable all the all the camera microphone all that stuff. It's all there. It's just a matter of when they launch this new Arc VM, whatever whenever it is, it needs to be super clean. The Android experience on Chrome OS has been too iffy for too long, and it needs to be right. Well, and it yeah. was a it was a perfect Google thing, right? Like they they were like, we didn't even realize we could do this. Yeah, let's launch <laughs> yeah. Android. Let's apps. do it. Exactly. Let's do it. And then they started working on <sighs> Crostini, and it's like, oh, we could do it this way. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what happened. And now the the containers have gotten so good, and I think you know like. Proof of concept will come through more people using parallels, and then when Borealis launches, if Borealis launches on Tiger Lake Chromebooks, and you can just click it and install Steam and start playing games at decent frame rates with good graphics, 
that'll be not, legit. Yeah, and, and things just work, and there's not a bunch of issues. That will make me finally to the point where I'm like, okay, Arc VM, which Android Runtime Container is what Arc stands for, because right now it's Arc Plus Plus is the it's a it's a, like a very specialized type of container that that yeah. runs Android apps. Uh, it's not like Crostinian. It's not like the one that runs Parallels. It's not like what runs Borealis. If if the if Arc VM is like those containers, and we start seeing in those containers this just seamless uh, uh, working with Chrome OS, I think then I'll finally be to the point where I'm like, I think a Chrome OS phone could happen. Yeah. Uh, this hybrid type approach, and again, it would just be, you know, figuring out the way that when this thing is in quote unquote phone mode, um, or if it's in a single pane, if it's a foldable, you know, the the single pane view. It's just Android, you know. You just you're stuck in that Android container, because Chrome OS on a, a screen that size is going to be weird. Um, and then when you open it up, maybe to a full screen, like if you had an eight inch screen, cool. You just go to Chrome OS at that point. Uh, or it's just when you dock it, it gives you Chrome OS or whatever, you know, the, the standard Chrome OS Ash, you know, UI. But I don't know. And maybe some of that, maybe that stuff's too complicated. Maybe it literally is a dual boot or a dual operating system situation it it would seem that if arc vm was clean enough that again it's got to be super stable and and there's some stuff that would have to happen for it to run as a phone but it would seem if if that's there why not just utilize it that way yeah because i mean like phone hubs showing up for a lot of people and for the most part it's working really well and it's still on the old uh android 9 container so if, like you said, if they can get, we've we've used Parallels, and for the most part, it runs really, really well. And this isn't like you're running a single app in a container; it's running a full blown version Windows. of Windows yeah. 10, which is already pretty resource heavy compared yeah. to Chrome OS, and it yeah. runs well. You have to have pretty high end hardware, but we've done it on an i5. Imagine Android being as lightweight as, as it is compared to Windows, and being a lot more native to Chrome OS. Yeah, it should be able to work well in its VM, and hopefully that's that's just the answer. I mean, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, and again, I don't think Hiroshi tweeted uh, lightly. Just, yeah, yeah, just off the cuff. I think there's there's probably some cooler stuff than than what we've even been tracking. And I'm pretty amped up about Coach Z. And yeah. now we know that there's a new one. If you've if you've been on the website, Homestar is another. Yeah. Uh, strong bad variant so it's going to be another detachable snapdragon 7 we're like, just going to see more and more of those they copied coach z and so the more tablets and smaller form factors that are mobile that have wireless data you know that kind of stuff the more of that we start to see and get comfortable with the closer we get to something like a right and, and that's the thing and i always want to point this out because people they're Chrome OS purists who will complain about this saying that it's bogging down the, the, the ecosystem or it's too much and it's not clean anymore or whatever. That's the cool thing about the way that they're doing this. If you don't want a device that's running Borealis Steam and Parallels and all this other stuff, you don't have to. You exactly. can buy. You can buy. You can buy a, can buy a device. <laughs> yeah, turn it off. Buy a device that has an i3 and eight gigs of RAM. It'll be as fast as you could ever want for a Chromebook to be, and you don't ever have to even think about because yeah. the stuff's not there unless you install it. Right. I don't keep Android apps on on my Chromebook because yeah, I have no real off. use yeah. for them. Right. But if I want to have a steaming, a steaming, <laughs> I was like, whoa, what are you doing? A steam, <laughs> steaming pile of gaudung. I guarantee you a device. <laughs> 
like the Asia, yeah, exactly. The Spin 713, let's say the next iteration of that with uh, Tiger Lake i5 in it with XE graphics, 8 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage, and it's priced at $650. It will chew through Steam games like oh, yeah. nobody's business. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to go out and buy something like that. And if you don't need that device, that's great. Yeah. You can buy the last generation. Yeah, options are so broad. And right. they're... They, it's going to go, like we've talked about at the end of last year, like the number of Chromebooks that will be available by Christmas time, by holidays. The you know, oh my gosh, yeah, the there are going to be so many Chromebooks. Yeah. So, so but many more Chromebooks. More competition, more, more demand, more supply. Like it all comes together. And like, I think it's all part of this tweet, you know, it all, it all kind of, it's this big picture look at the ecosystem that has right. obviously us really excited. I mean. I don't know if you can tell or not, but <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, pretty geeked out about at this the end stuff. of it. We started all this because of hardware, you know, right. and, and we can we can talk about all sorts of things, yeah. all the time. And and man, be it interested back, in it comes them. back to hardware. Though. But man, there's nothing that that lights me up like new hardware and oh and, yeah, of course, and the software that will run on it and, and take advantage. Like those two things are just, uh, you know, Google services. I, cool. I guess maybe because I've been burned by them. I mean, we just talked about yeah. Inbox and how yeah, exactly. sad I am that it's gone. Like. I get excited for some of those things, but at the same time, I always, it's always with a grain of salt. Like, well, hopefully it sticks around or hopefully enough people use it that it'll stay. Wow. But you know, hardware is just like, it's so exciting to see a new thing and hold yeah. a new thing. And I mean, we, we started unboxing things, you yeah, know, that's it's the, in the name. That's the whole thing. <laughs> and I think pretty, that's what it's, it's almost, core. to me, it feels like uh, Chrome OS has kind of come full circle. It started out as this platform that was literally just a portal to the web. And you had access mm -hmm. to whatever tools the internet had, and that that was it. Now it's becoming this platform that's still fast, it's still lightweight, it's still secure, but now it's a portal to everything. Because you think about Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt coming and stuff like that, right. and people who do want to do like heavy graphic laden stuff, they could use external GPUs. You could For buy sure. you could buy housing, and then you know all the naysayers would be like, "Well, you might as well buy just just buy a Mac." Yes, that's true, but if you love Chrome OS and you want a Chromebook instead, cool, you can do it here spend now. Spend $2,000 on a Mac or you spend $1,600 on whatever, you're doing the same thing. But now you can live in the ecosystem that you want to. And the people that love Mac OS, they can go buy MacBooks. There's room for everyone. Exactly. I mean, it's yeah, not a big deal. There's eight, 8 billion it's people exactly in the world. True. Come on. <laughs> Don't even get me started. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. As my son would say, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Dud. Uh, yeah, we had some other stuff to talk about, but you know, we got started talking about uh, yeah, the big picture. Yeah, well, since is, we are talking about hardware, though, real quick, a quick mention: check out on the website the ASUS uh, Chromebook Detachable CM3. CM3, dumbest name. Come on, ASUS, just call it the Chromebook CM3. Why would you put detachable in the model name? But call it the Chromebook Three. <laughs> what was their last tablet? It was the. They usually do. It was the one hundred, wasn't it? No. Yeah, what'd they call it? No, though? it was the Flip 100. What was it? The Asus. There was the Acer Tab It was 10. the one, the Acer Tab. It was their Acer Tab 10. Yeah, it was, it was the, the Asus's Acer, Acer Tab 10. Uh, <laughs> That's what I call it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the terrible Whatever. name aside, hopefully maybe that changes. Maybe it'll just be the Chromebook CM3. Uh -huh. But huge landing page showed up. Yeah. It's basically CT100. There you yeah. go. Wow. There you go. See? They yeah. didn't have to put tablet in there or detachable. Um, but yeah, uh, the... The landing page is up. Everything you want to know about it's there. Uh, we actually got a an email from a guy that's got one in his hands. 
Um, can't mention who it is or anything about him, but um, I'm going to ha- ask him a few questions about it. And we know it's obviously going to be showing up relatively soon, you know, probably in the next month or two or something. I don't know. Uh, but it's a duet, just kind of a little better. Uh, it looks like all aluminum. It's got a headphone jack. It's got a little bit bigger screen. It's a little bit slightly larger bezels, which makes for a full-size keyboard that looks like it hinges up into a place that looks better. The kickstand does dual, uh, you know, portrait and landscape, which is pretty cool. cool. It's got a stowed USI stylus built in. Um, So I think just a more refined take on the Lenovo Duet. My guess is it probably would have come out sometime last year. I would say COVID affected this one. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how they price it and all that kind of stuff. But another kind of exciting Mm-hmm. tablet coming and then now coach Z and Homestar and I, who knows if they're going to, if strong bat's going to be a platform, there's almost no reason to make a platform decision. If you're going to have two devices on it, I mean, you there's just make those two devices. There's going to be on. more. Yeah. There'll be, more. so my guess, so there'd be a couple more at least. Uh, so we, I, we probably end up with three, four of these Snapdragon tablets. <laughs> yeah. Um, and assuming, you know, benchmark scores hold up and all that stuff. It's going to be legit. Yeah. yeah it's not going to like blow anybody's mind, but I guarantee it's going to put you in that mid 20,000s on Octane. So it's going to be able to handle a lot before it bogs down. And oh, by the way, crazy battery life and super portable and, you know, awesome for, you know, consumption, but also, you know, dock it for work. And man, I can't wait. I'm so excited for those devices. But I think that Hiroshi's tweet is probably broader view than just a couple cool devices. But Mm. it could be that. I mean, you're talking some really cool tablets all sorts of tiger lake devices and then in the education sector you know i can't wait till we get some jasper lake devices uh, yeah, uh, i just want to see how they perform and honestly i would love to see um if the if they're super cost effective see some consumer devices because they're getting to the point with these atom level chips that i mean we were benchmarking an i3 right before we started this podcast and it's getting over forty thousand in octane that's a tenth gen that's a tenth gen so you take Jasper Lake, because Gemini Lake ours, it's strong. I mean, it gets. They were pushing close to twenty, weren't they? Like I think 18? they might have been over twenty, twenty-one. Anyways, they're around twenty. Which, if you remember the old Braswells, like a an I three Braswell, you oh, know, they used to struggle. Yeah. Anyway, you're talking about Jasper Lake should be getting getting benchmark scores that it's going to do. That's going to be the recommended device for the general consumer that says, "Hey, I want a good Chromebook." that I can do my banking, my web browsing, yep. streaming, all that, and it's not going to get bogged down. You get a Jasper Lake chip with 8 gigs of RAM and call it a day, and the manufacturer can take that uh, the money that they save on the chipset because it doesn't have a fanned U-series Core i processor in it right. and make the thing nice. You yep. know, make, make, a, make a whatever, like a Galaxy or something that's $450, and it still feels premium, you know? So I'm what pulling this up. The I was probably 40, totally <laughs> 40 20. Yeah, they're 17,000. Okay. Yeah, there so, you go. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I, I would guarantee we'll crest 20,000. Uh, and just for, you know. Yeah, because they're talking 30% gains on these. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so I mean, if you think uh, the, the Ryzen 5 devices that we've been testing, I mean, they're 23, 24,000 on Octane. Again, these are benchmarks, but. They give a little bit of an indication about real-world performance. So you tell me that an entry-level, fanless, cool, battery-sipping Intel device that's not going to cost much 
can be on par with these Ryzen fives. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'll okay. be a, that'll be a great match, especially if a company like Samsung, for instance, takes the Chromebook Four that they sold a ton of just because it's Samsung, that wasn't a very good device, and kind of sticks with that fo- formula. Doesn't try to put a bunch of bells and whistles on it. Just put a little bit better screen in it. You know, just don't put the worst screen on it. You know, it doesn't have to be the brightest or whatever. Just put a decent screen. Stick with all your plastic. That's fine. Put that Jasper Lake processor and do a you know 464 model or whatever an entry level Jasper Lake processor, and you know keep a decent keyboard and trackpad in it. And it's like that's that's such an easy recommend for most people. You know if there's a small and a large one and they're they're both in that 250 300 dollar range, brand new at Best Buy all the time. Those become such easy recommendations. It's I get you got to cut corners to get the price down. The annoying part is when they cut so many corners that it's like right because that's the thing. It's like if someone came to me and asked me, "Hey, I need a." De-, actually, someone asked me last Sunday, they, but they just want a decent Windows device for home use. You know, for social media, maybe playing some light games, not like AAA games or anything like that. I would have no problem saying, "Hey, here's this five hundred or six hundred dollar Windows laptop." I'm not gonna feel. I'm not gonna recommend a three hundred dollar Windows laptop, but. You, you take a device like Samsung's and you upgrade it to a good screen. You know, the keyboard wasn't bad on the Samsung, no. but you give it a better trackpad, you make the chassis a little stronger, and you can still keep it at, you know, 350 bucks. Yeah. It's easy to recommend those yeah. all day long. Yep. You know? So hopefully we'll see. I, I think there's going to be enough. We're tracking a ton of Jasper Lake boards, so I know a lot of those will go to education, but hopefully some of them will come to the consumer side of things too because I do think this chip is – like I feel like Gemini Lake last year, like Gabe said, is the the first one that finally is like, okay, cool. These these small core processors from Intel are finally getting good enough for recommendation from yeah. us on a regular basis. Like Gemini Lake got there. Uh, Jasper Lake's just going to make it a lot better. They have much better graphic performance, much better single core, multi core performance. So um, that that could be like the sleeper stuff. I think towards you know the second half of this year, where we're starting to go, oh wow, these yeah these devices and has a Pentium Silver and it or Pentium Gold that we use kind of write off. Like no, this is definitely worth some money because right. they can put some of those nicer hardware outer hardware pieces with that and and make for a really nice Chromebook yeah. and not feel like, oh, you didn't put a Core i3 in there. It's trash. Uh, that's just not going to be the case anymore. And, I think. and no, nothing against Intel, but they, they should they should pare down their chip selection. If Jasper Lake is as good as they say it's going to be and it's just going to keep better from there, number one, the i7s are kind of useless in a Chromebook right now. They may be useful one day. I don't know. But, uh, but i3, i5, and the Pentiums can kind of just go away. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know. Just I mean, part of that, I think, will be driven by uh, you know Snapdragons continuing to evolve in the space. Uh, you know, MediaTek's. You know, they're they have to prove themselves. A lot of people are like, eh, MediaTek's are slow. We've always gotten the bottom of the barrel here. That we're getting a mid range right. and a high end MediaTek sometime this year too. So there's more to add on the hardware bandwagon. But you know, like as those chips come in, if they perform, if the seven C performs in a Chromebook really well. It's really going to put the pressure on Intel, and hopefully Jasper Lake's already somewhat of a response to that. You need a mobile processor. You need it can be in thin devices. It doesn't need massive batteries and clunky, you know, all the stuff around it. 
hopefully it's the response to that because again for at the end of the day more competition means better stuff and more selection at better prices for consumers and that's yeah, honestly I mean, that's what look, we're here for yeah you look at uh, ctl right now they have their new 14 inch device out they have a full hd touchscreen version it has the gemini lake r chip and it's not the quad core it's just the dual core eight gigs of ram decent amount of storage uh and i think you can get it it's on sale for right around three hundred dollars, and I That's guarantee crazy. you that device will do what the average consumer needs it to do. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we have a Gemini like here; they they run just fine, and the battery life is incredible on them. So, yep, yeah, I I think obviously <clears throat> lots of good hardware coming. I am still, uh, I don't know, what, I don't know, you would say, uh, uh, I don't want to say, uh, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for here? I'm thinking of like, so so Hiroshi put this tweet out. Uh, that approach would be like kind of a realist approach, you know, like, uh, yeah, he's just talking about this hardware. I'm talking about like, what would be the opposite of that? I'm thinking like, maybe he's like talking about this other big stuff. No, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, a bit existential about it. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> yeah. Like you're, you're taking this like, oh, he's talking to the, like, I guess I've, I've done that though like, with these types of tweets and always, know, it always yeah, comes back. Like when yeah. the reality sets in, it's like, right. you know, I got, I got way puffed Surrealist, up. Surrealist maybe. Yeah, I, I, don't got, know. I got way puffed up about yeah. this and really what he, what I he knew, was talking about was just these new, I knew down like, deep. He yeah. wasn't talking about a Chrome phone. You know, yeah. Like, you know, it's because in their eyes, like they got to look at they're having to be very realistic about where they're Absolutely, going. Like yeah. they're, they're not going to rip out Android and replace it with, you know, like it was like that whole Andromeda thing. I was like, come on. Like that's, that's so absurdly wild of a claim to make that for Google to do that would have been a huge thing for them to do. And, yeah. and while they'll do some off the wall stuff, like you have to remember like Android Chrome OS now at this point, like these are deep uh, mm-hmm. set in, user bases that they're not going to just go, eh, who cares? Yeah. Let's go change it. But and maybe, so, but maybe we're moving towards some of that. And that's yeah, what I think where they could at, do something you know? like they could make a Chrome OS phone or something like that without replacing Android. Exactly, like that used yeah. to be the thing like Chrome OS is going to replace Android. No, no. it's not. Like it they can run, do that. they can run simultaneously. Just like Fuchsia doesn't have to come in and replace everything. Like it could end yeah. up being its own thing or, uh, you know, work with things and they can, do you really think Google, we're talking about Google here, do you really think they have some master 20-year plan? No. <laughs> yeah. We're talking like five years. And, and <laughs> I do. Like I, 20 minutes. Yeah, I'll be honest, my gut with Fuchsia was that Google's intention once they started developing it was maybe we could replace our, because they use the Linux kernel for Chrome OS and Android. Maybe we can maybe we can supplant and, and free ourselves of Linux. I really thought that maybe that was thing, and then as they evolved, they said, eh, maybe they said it's as harder than we thought or whatever. We don't want to maintain it. And I, it's probably, if it if it ever turns into anything, probably geared towards IoT devices, yeah, smart right, displays, right. things like that. Because we just saw earlier this week, Google has invested in the long-term development of the Linux kernel. Why would they do that if they're planning on ripping it out of everything that they own? Yeah, it doesn't. They're not. It wouldn't make any sense. And again, sometimes it's, is it Occam's Razor? That most the most logical answer is usually the right one. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You have to apply that in a lot of situations, especially with Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, sorry, different, uh, different application. Different <laughs> and so, like, I think it applies here. Like, and and I've done this. I've I've been uh, the the one to do that kind of thing to do. Like, what if they're going to do this? And maybe they're going to do that. And really, it's like, what's what makes most sense? What's most logical here? That's probably actually the right answer. Yeah. And so. To think that fine, they're just shoot gonna, me down, Robbie. It's fine. 
Yeah, the realist is taking over <laughs> me. Sorry. I told my daughter the same thing this morning. Jaded. I was like, whichever one you think it probably uh, is, yeah, that's just, probably it. You're just a jaded tech journalist. That's all you are. Stupid Google. Yeah. I hate them. They stand for. They're wow. the worst. I can't stand them. They're idiots. No, I don't want to be that guy. But at the same time, I want to be a realist. Yeah, you got to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just... Uh, I've gotten my hopes up for Chrome phones and stuff like that yeah. a lot. And it, usually for me, it's like looking back and thinking, like, okay, the... I, that was that type of information I received. Here's the type of assumption I wanted to jump to. Right. And here's the reality Scale that, it back I, a little that bit, I hit yeah, on. For sure. And so I'm starting to learn to take those things and strive sure. a little bit more. But yeah, as, as sure. a fan, you want to yeah. think like, oh, this would be amazing. And yeah. it would be amazing. But yeah, you know. I think it's just fun to speculate. <laughs> oh, I, oh, 100%. <laughs> it's not even really that I'm like, oh, I really think this is what they're going to do. I just, I mean, it's just banter. It's fun to sit and talk about i mean that's why i tinker with linux on here so much because i i just love the idea of well maybe this isn't a thing but what if it could be a thing i mean yeah exactly what is it possible to do this on here because that's how innovation happens and that's that's how i was gonna say yeah yeah, yeah. we 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 talked with uh you know um wow why did i just forget john john yeah yeah. and they had no idea what chrome os was going to be when they came out with it yeah no idea and they certainly didn't think we'd be here Ten, ten years later, ten years later and man, yeah. they're dominating so many spaces. You know? Yeah, and there's yeah, they didn't see the pandemic. No, they didn't see and, all this coming and, and how this would to play. Be so. so you know, uh, frankly, just positioned well to 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 vi- to provide a device for so many people when they needed it. Right, right, right? and would have had no idea that oh yeah, a Chromebook's going to be the best thing for a lot of people. Um, we're excited about it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's uh, it's good. It's it's uh, it's exciting for us. For you know the the guys that for uh, years now have been saying, yeah, these Chromebooks are pretty legit. You can do a lot of stuff on these Chromebooks. They're not just a browser. Promise. Yeah, when been you spend it, when man. you spend your life saying it over and over and over, <laughs> people keep throwing tomatoes at you. You know, it does feel good when yeah. things start it's turning like, around. It's huh, like, huh, oh yeah, told you, huh? This thing, this thing. Most we've of you all saying. listening this, yeah, to we're, this, we're probably probably all, probably all on the same page. Yeah, but you may not have thrown the tomatoes at us, but you probably had tomatoes thrown at you for yeah. sure. You know, you know you've probably feels. been the type that, Wh- that has said, "Oh man, Chromebooks are awesome," and they're like, "What's well, dumb? You're dumb for using it." <laughs> well, anything that's new, everyone always wants to yeah. uh, bash or sure, yeah disagree with because it's new well all change is bad that's right mm. yeah we're on the other side universal of the truth yeah we're like <laughs> <laughs> we're like let's try all the things yeah i mean every time we do a live Innovation, stream man. once again let's plug the patreon we do we, we do, do a live something stream different we've done it different every time <laughs> so that probably week, explains some things this week though i think is the way to go the pixelbook go i uh, don't believe it yeah we're gonna change it well yeah Let's not go down that rabbit can hole. Can we do it with, with Switcher? Can we do we it can with do it with sure. we can do it with this. Yeah, that's probably what we'll end up doing with cool. the, with the wide angle. Why not? It'll be it'll be it'll be nice resolution. Okay, we're excited about the future of Chrome OS. Hiroshi, thanks for putting out a provocative tweet for us to talk about for yeah. I don't know how long we've been talking here, but for Ever. a while. Uh, Maybe one, that, that's my goal. Life goals. Hiroshi, interview on the Chrome. Yeah, Cast. absolutely. I mean, I think. I, I think uh, I think given the uh, yeah given given our relationship with Google and obviously they've been uh, they've been kind enough to get us some interviews in the past with with John and and hopefully yeah in the future we can do something like that that'd be amazing it would I'll uh, I'll get to work on that 
Yep. Right now. Uh, 4.41 p.m. on oh, a Friday. Friday. I'll get started on that. I'll have my That's people contact It's only 1.41. That's the way we roll, over there though. Over Google is. That's yep. the way we roll, though. I'll get an idea at, like, you know, yeah, Friday night or Saturday morning and <laughs> start working on it. That's just the way we roll. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. That's it for this episode of the Chromecast. We're going to link everything like normal, and uh, we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll catch you all next week. See you. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com. And follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.